everyone, and welcome to Get With The Grove podcast. This is an exciting day because today is actually our first episode of this podcast. I will start off with introducing myself a little bit. My name is Sabrina, and I'm a youth ambassador based out of the Palmerston location for The Grove, which is a part of the Youth Wellness Hub's Ontario Initiative. I'm a fourth-year neuroscience student at the University of Guelph, and I love to bike and play soccer in my free time. But enough about me. Let's get to the real star of the podcast today, and that is the director of The Grove Hubs, Cindy Forsyth. Hello, Cindy. How are you doing today? I'm great, Sabrina. How are you? I'm doing pretty good as well. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today to talk a little bit about the story and roadmap of The Grove. I really appreciate being asked to participate in this, Sabrina. This is an excellent opportunity to share our story and uh, let people know how it really started. Yeah, we're all really excited to know about the story because I knew even when I started, there's stuff that I'm learning along the way um, about the Grove, which is amazing. Great. So why don't I take us back in time to uh, August of 2018? Because that's the first time I learned about this transformational model um, on how to deliver services in a different way uh, to youth and actually include youth as part of the decision-making process. And where did you learn this? I learned it at the Rotary Club of Guelph. Okay. So I'll even go back a little bit further is I joined the Rotary Club of Guelph in April of 2018. And in that month, um, a gentleman by the name of Marty Fairburn, who was a school trustee, attended a conference in Toronto where Dr. Joanna Henderson was the keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Joanna Henderson is the executive director of Youth Wellness Hubs Ontario. And when Marty learned about the model, he wanted Dr. Henderson to come to speak to our Rotary Club. And Mm -hmm. that's where I learned about this model. So Dr. Joanna Henderson explained to our Rotary Club about this new way of delivering care. And what it did was put youth at the center of the model. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a bricks and mortar site where youth walk in the door and they get an array of services, a variety of services that are designed to meet their needs. So a youth could walk in the door simply because they want to access Wi-Fi, because they want to plug their phone in. They might need a place just to do homework, Mm -hmm. a quiet space to chill. Uh, They might want to um, increase their sense of belonging. So they may want to meet friends. Mm -hmm. So these hubs have recreational spaces. Uh, They also have space if a youth is struggling and wants to reach out to a professional. So you could, uh, it could be regarding um, resume writing help, uh, financial workshops, housing support, They might want to access a counselor because they're feeling anxious or a little depressed, or they could have some addiction issues or have a friend who has addiction issues and they want to learn more about that. And are all these services free when they walk into the hubs? Yes. That's amazing. That that is the, the key to this is not hiring a whole bunch of staff, but working with existing service providers and just asking them to relocate their services so that youth who would normally be able to access these services don't have to go to five different locations. Mm-hmm. Those five service providers come to one location. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think 
when you do want to um, reach out and get help, it can be really frustrating being passed on from one service to the next service. And it's really nice to walk into a hub and have all of that already so you can use it. (laughs) So the key to this, this model is about making it as easy for youth to access services as possible, co-design the programs along with youth. So youth have been involved in this since the beginning of of this um, journey. And how have they been involved? In a myriad of ways. So uh, we started off uh, with a youth engagement working group. Mm -hmm. So that youth engagement working group, those uh, youth meet on a monthly basis uh, and we run decisions by them, opportunities by them, ask their opinions. Uh, youth have been involved in uh, designing the site locations. So uh, last year, we had a group of youth um, meet uh, over Zoom because we <laughs> couldn't meet in person and with the designer and the designer took them through several exercises on, you know, blue skying what they wanted in the hubs Mm -hmm. and what type of programming they wanted so that we could build the hubs uh, with what the youth wanted. And were these youth from Wellington County? Variety of uh, locations. Um, So what we did was uh, we've met with youth um, in Guelph to help design the new CMHA Waterloo Wellington site Mm -hmm. uh, in North Guelph. We met with youth from Palmerston. Uh, localized in Palmerston to design the Palmerston site. Uh, same with Fergus and uh, the same in Erin. That's amazing. Yeah. What youth told us is they want bold colors, bright spaces, a space where they can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think we've achieved that. Oh, I can definitely say that because as I mentioned, we've had a lot of youth coming into the Palmerston Hub and that's the first thing they point out when they walk in. They love the space, the dividers, the colors and everything. Wonderful. That's so gratifying to hear. Um, one thing I did want to mention is that um, our services are really f- hyper-focused on intervention and prevention. And what I mean by that is... Um, when I talk about prevention, I, I, I like to think of um, a youth walking through the door who's maybe 13 or 14 and is nervous about exams mm-hmm. and really just wants to talk to somebody about, you know, that nervousness and, and how the person can learn coping s- strategies. Mm-hmm. If we teach them those coping strategies at 13, 14, 15, and they learn that the butterflies they're feeling and the anxiety they're feeling is normal, and these are ways to mitigate mm-hmm. those feelings, then hopefully we can prevent full-blown anxiety or panic attacks mm-hmm. when they enter university or college or a new job. Yeah, that's amazing. I wish I had something like this uh, growing up as well. I feel like it definitely would have been beneficial to me and a lot of my friends. The other uh, component is the uh, intervention, uh, uh, integration part. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about integration, what I mean is, let's say that same youth walks through the door and they're nervous about exams. They've got precarious housing and they want to find a job. Mm -hmm. So Melanie at the Palmerston site would sit down with the youth really uh, get a comprehensive idea of what the issues are, and then reach out 
to maybe Agilic or Second Chance, reach out to CMHA for counseling, and reach out to uh, Wellington County for housing, and bring all those service providers together so everyone sits down with the youth and they carve a plan in uh, conjunction with the youth. So it isn't a, you have to do this. It's, what do you think of this idea? And let's build a care plan around you. It's a very holistic model. I love that. And um, are these hubs uh, evidence-based models? Yes, as a matter of fact, they are. So I'll take a step back. These models started in Australia um, under the uh, name of Headspace. And they started in the late 90s and they have been studied. So all through the 2000s, uh, researchers around the globe have studied how this uh, model worked. Mm -hmm. So uh, then other uh, countries started to adopt the model and we still have ongoing research happening. So by the time Joanna Henderson uh, uh, brought Youth Wellness Hubs um, Ontario into play in Ontario. She did that in 2017. Ten youth hubs were developed. Mm-hmm. It's all based on all of the learnings that have happened all over the globe and basically from the Australian model. So we weren't reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. We're taking the model that works and we're building upon it. So now I should um, uh, let you know and let the listeners know that um, in June, the government announced um, that there will be four additional youth wellness hubs sites uh, in Ontario. And Guelph-Wellington was picked as um, a, a site. So we're now officially a Youth Wellness Hubs Ontario site. That is so exciting. And I know that it's very much needed in Guelph and especially the rural towns and cities surrounding Guelph. I go to Guelph for university. And um, as you know, I'm working at the Palmerston location and it's in a very rural setting. And coming into it, I didn't know how much um, these hubs would be helpful. But now that we have youth coming in, I can see just how amazing it is. And even the other day, um, we had about, I think, 10 youth in, and I just had to stop for a moment and just look at everything going around and just seeing how these hubs are actually working and like people are coming in that might not have friends and make friends at the hub. And then they talk about their own personal struggles. For example, a lot of them are really nervous to go back to in-person learning and just opening up the conversation and seeing that, oh, she's nervous as well. Maybe we can uh, figure that out together or we can speak to the counselor that comes here. So the hubs are working and it's just so amazing to see that happen. That that That's music to my ears. <laughs> you know, Sabrina, um, this never would have happened if it hadn't been for the Rotary Club of Guelph. So <laughs> after Joanna Henderson spoke to our club, there were a few uh, leaders in the Rotary Club of Guelph uh, that came together and said, how do we make this happen? How do we bring this model to Wellington County and Guelph? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Rotary Club of Guelph had been working on trying to build a youth center or bring a youth center uh, for the last 25 years. They had had their sights set on trying to do this for youth. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, everything was fortuitous. Everything sort of came together 
And uh, we decided um, that the best course of action was to bring the service providers together to see if there was an appetite um, for them to work in a different way. Mm-hmm. And we did that in November of 2018. And the we had a day-long workshop. And uh, at the end of the day, there was an overwhelming um, response, positive response to the model. And that's when we started. We really brought um, everything together. Um, and then I started meeting um, really incredibly smart uh, innovative leaders uh, in our community. Uh, in Palmerston, I met Jessica Martin. She's amazing. <laughs> from Mental Mental Health. And she loved the model and wanted to pursue it. Uh, so we partnered with Minto Township. In Erin, I met Carrie Simpson. And Carrie, who's the executive director of uh, East Wellington Community Services, uh, they were already down the road to building a youth center. So this was a natural fit for them. Mm-hmm. And then in um, Fergus, we have uh, Kristen Drexler from Big Brothers Big Sisters Center Wellington. They had already built the beehive. Mm-hmm. And so this just seemed like a really natural fit. So Wellington County, um, you know, they were already miles ahead of where we were. So it was it was really easy to partner with them and bring this model to Wellington County. And then in Guelph, uh, Helen Fishburn, who's the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo, Wellington, uh, she was on board because she knows the system isn't working now. Mm-hmm. So if this is as evidence-based, let's go. Uh, the Guelph Y, um, the CEO at the time, Jeff Voigt, thought it was a great idea. And it's a natural fit for the Y because the Y is all about... Uh, mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. and they specialize in youth activity. The University of Guelph was at the table <laughs> already. They really wanted to be part of it, and in a unique way, uh, because there's no other university in Canada that has partnered with a model like this mm-hmm. from a service delivery point of view. Mm-hmm. So community youth will be able to go onto campus and University, University of Guelph students can use the other uh, the other sites. That's amazing to hear because I know, as I mentioned, I'm a student at Guelph, and that's something that we always have an issue with whenever we are going through our own struggles. We really don't know where to go, and everything's kind of all over the place, and it can be hard to navigate. So I'm really excited for the Guelph location as well. Yeah. And then the last location is Sheldale Family Gateway. Now, Sheldale has been doing integrated um, service delivery for 25 years. Wow. Um, they concentrate on a small uh, area, depressed area in Guelph, um, in the Willow Road area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just seemed a natural fit um, because they've been doing the work for so long. Mm-hmm. So the Guelph sites all need considerable in- uh, construction, mm-hmm. which is why they're not open yet. But we're getting there. So there's three hubs open right now in Erin, Fergus, and Palmerston, and then we'll have four more in in the future. Yes, sprinkled throughout uh, the city of Guelph. That's amazing. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty phenomenal how our community has come together, and everybody's working together. They've taken the ego right out of it, and everybody's concentrating on what the goal is, and the goal is to serve youth well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an amazing goal to have because if you help these youth um, when they're young, it can definitely help in the future when, like you mentioned, um, 
creating those coping strategies now instead of having a full-blown mental illness later on. That's definitely yeah. important. Youth Wellness Hubs Ontario, they define youth as between 12 and 25. Mm-hmm. Um, for one reason or another, we added 26 to the timeline. So mm-hmm. our youth, um, 12 to 26, uh, because we know that that's such a challenging time uh, for young people. And we really wanted to make sure we focused on the transitional aged youth. Mm-hmm. So once you hit 18, you're considered an adult. Mm-hmm. And and if you need mental health services, you're expected to be able to navigate the adult system. And I'll tell you right now from personal experience, I have tried to navigate the adult system. And if I can't do it, I'm not sure how a 20-year-old is supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree with that. It's, it's definitely hard finding the services you need and kind of sometimes being kicked to the corner because we are considered adults. But at that time is definitely... I feel like a huge point in your life because you might be starting university or college or taking an extra year or going directly into working or not knowing what you want to do with your life at all. And it can be hard um, not to get the support that you need. Yeah. You know, these service providers work so hard and they're they've got waiting lists and they're trying the best that they can. It's not because they don't want to help. It's because the system is broken. Mm-hmm. And this is a way to tackle one part of the system to try to get it rerouted and, and get the services to the people that need them the most. And when you say the system is broken, what do you exactly mean by that? I mean, it's a siloed, fractured um, system. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is you get lost in the system pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And you can get referred. Um, uh, and who follows up? So you almost need you almost need a full-time advocate to help you like when someone doesn't call you back or an appointment gets canceled or mm-hmm. you've been referred here but you don't have a car to get here and and then you've been referred to Waterloo and then you're told to go down to KMH in Toronto and like how like it can be extremely overwhelming mm-hmm. and it the each individual services um, are doing their very best. Mm-hmm. So it's that there's no overall system to treat a person in a holistic manner. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you is that one thing that I was um, surprised at is the number of youth um, that are involved in this project and who continue to want to be involved. Mm-hmm. So we have the Youth Engagement Working Group. Um, and that's ha- still ongoing? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so anybody who wants to be on that youth engagement working group, um, they meet once a month and they can come in and out of it as they want. And it's very easy um, to get connected with us. People just need to um, send an email to hello at thegrovehubs.ca. Okay. And we'd be happy to connect them with the leaders of that group. Um Last uh, winter, we had a working group that helped us with a a lot of youth on it that really helped us develop a training program for our ambassadors, which Mm -hmm. we went through. Um, We had a co-op student from the University of Guelph, Nita Ansari, who uh, spearheaded that work, and she created a dynamic training program. It was amazing. I honestly, I've, I've gone through a lot of training programs before, and that one was just very different and 
because it was, we had about, I think it was two hours every day for about six days. And going into it, I was like, oh, two hours, like this is going to be like every day after I finish work, I have to do this. It's going to be so tiring. But going into that, just even the icebreakers and the check-ins and the way that they delivered the trainings was something that I've never seen before. And I retained so much from those trainings because of the way they they were delivered. So I really enjoyed them. So that just brings me back to uh, Nita is a youth. Mm-hmm. So she understands um, how how the messaging needs to be delivered to youth. Mm-hmm. So then um, in the spring, we hired um, uh, Yamna Farouk uh, to help spearhead a diversity, inclusions, and equity Indigenous reconciliation framework Mm -hmm. um, so that each of the youth hubs could be culturally sensitive and welcoming. Mm -hmm. She is just finishing up that work, and we had lots of youth on that working group as well. And in the fall, um, we're hiring a co-op student to implement that framework. So there'll be lots of opportunity for youth to get involved because we'll need to establish another working group. Um, to help evaluate and really look at, are we doing a good job mm-hmm. um, welcoming uh, youth um, from different cultural backgrounds? And what can we do- be doing better? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to especially have these working groups ongoing because we all know times change and there's different needs at different points in time. So especially right now, I think with COVID, um, yeah. anxiety is is important right now and it's off the charts and a lot of youth are really anxious to go back to school and are anxious about social gatherings and they think that is this normal is this not so I definitely think it's important to have these working groups to know what type of workshops we need resources and stuff like that good I'm I couldn't be happier and more proud of our community um Everyone, we've got, I would say, at least 275 people involved in wow. this project um, and lots of youth. And that's that's what we need. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us again today, Cindy. You're welcome. And thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciated it. Of course. We're really excited to see uh, where we go with these podcasts. And if you're still listening to this podcast, thanks so much for staying till the end. We just want to remind you that we currently have three growth hubs open to the public. All you need to do is walk in. And these hubs are located in Erin, Palmerston and Fergus, Ontario. For more information about the hours of these locations or anything else about these hubs, please feel free to follow us at The Grove Hubs on Facebook and Instagram or check out our website at www.thegrovehubs.ca. Have a great day, everyone.